I am so sick and tired of waiting to get this done. I'm just going to start. Hello, everybody. I'm Ian Curry, and this is going to be somewhat of an experiment. An experiment for me, an experiment for you, an experiment for everything and everyone involved and everybody concerned and everything like that. This is going to be a, a podcast not just limiting itself in fitness, but given that that's kind of my, I'm not going to say expertise, insert another word for that. I don't have the time right now to look up a synonym for expertise, but I don't like that word. Um, but think of expertise, but not quite at that extent. Um, something slightly less than that. Maybe a, a, a 70% synonym of expertise. 100% synonym. 70% of the the grasp or the grab that um, that, that would have. Anyway, I think that this is going to be a great opportunity for me to kind of not unveil, but kind of expose and shed light on uh, a thought that I had <clears throat> that I've been thinking about for the past few weeks and basically put what I'm just going to throw it out there. It's called the, the, the cam, it's called cam training. I'll just coin that circle C T M. Um, I know that's pretty, uh, that's not pretty. That's explicitly kind of egocentric for me to kind of come up with something like that or name it something like that or whatever. But this, I think, could help some people, so fuck that, okay? Fuck it. I'm just going to roll with it. I'm just going to call it something, and you can hate on me if you want. That's okay. Turn off the podcast now if that's the way you feel, and I hope you haven't even started listening anyway, but if you have, then that's great for me and for you. Who knows, really? But this is going to be an opportunity. Some of you may be very well akin to training already, physical training, so like powerlifting, uh, weightlifting, CrossFit, of course, CrossFit, but any kind of functional fitness, um, anything like that, then then you could probably go ahead and um, just keep this in mind or share this with a friend who might want a way to initiate themselves in some kind of a fitness endeavor and this is going to be a great way to take somebody from completely sedentary now I'm talking about like their occupation is sedentary and their lifestyle is too and this is going to be awesome for them for several different reasons they don't need any equipment at first this kind of stuff you're going to be able to do in a fucking phone booth for the most part um, but also they're not the the level of mastery of the movements themselves are pretty minimal, and they're all really uh, well documented on the YouTube's. And if you're having a hard time, then I could I could publish a lot of tutorial videos on the things to look out for, and maybe I'll make a note of that right now of um, things that I prefer to look for and, and some of the coaching cues that I have on some of these movements. And you're going to hear some of these movements like the push-up and the pull-up or the squat or whatever. They're easy-peasy <clears throat> on the surface. 
but there can be a lot to them and whatever. So I'm just going to go ahead and what, what CAM training is, I don't know if I actually mentioned what the acronym stands for, but it's the calendar accumulation method of training. The calendar accumulation method of training. So this, um, this method of training has been kind of formulated in my mind really based on, it was born in the thought of the whole 22 um, push-ups a day, suicide, veteran suicide awareness and prevention, um, not challenge, because it's not really challenging you to do 22 push-ups a day, but, um, boy, I don't know what to call it. But it's what I mean. I guess people sometimes people call it challenge, but I mean I'll just roll with a name because what's in a name, you know? But it's more than a challenge. It's a way to really make the awareness go viral. Um, and so people, uh, you know, go 22 days and do push-ups, do 22 push-ups to, um, you know, to signify you know one repetition for every veteran who took their life at their own hands um, for 22 days. Each one of those days is to uh, make make it more and more viral by kind of nominating uh, your friends or family to join you in this endeavor. And then they start off on day one themselves. Whatever day you're on, say you're on day 17 and you, you nominate um, John Doe, your cousin John Doe, when he starts at one, right? And he goes for 22 days and he, he pushes it out to 22 of his friends and family. Um, and it, and it spreads like that. And I've seen it, I've seen it myself spread rather quick. Um, I have some personal, um, some personal, uh, things going on with that, um, that I'm not going to get into now. But I will in the future, hopefully, if this continues, um, then I, I could reverberate that. I'll plant a flag right here, and I'll come back to this sometime if you guys are interested, and I'll, I'll explain to you what my thoughts on me personally. I love doing it, and I love doing it with people and to help spread the word, and I you know I share it and stuff like that. I share other people's things, um, and it's tremendous. But uh, I'll, I'll, plant, you know, I'll plant a flag and hopefully get back to that in the future. So back to the back to the cam training and bear with me this is a straight shot live one take no editing no bullshit deal I'm so exposed right now I'm so vulnerable but within the vulnerability of this I think there's going to be a lot of a, you know there's going to be a genuine aspect to it um the only thing that I'm kind of reference, referencing is a couple index cards for right now and a stopwatch just so I have a general idea about how long this is going to take. And I have already tried doing this once and failed. And I just jumped in, jumped into this and I'm, I'm doing it right now. So I'm 7 minutes and 30 seconds in. I know that from my iPhone and I'm recording this on GarageBand uh, through the through the narration vocal tracks on GarageBand on 
my wife's uh, MacBook Pro. If you're interested in doing some kind of thing like this in the future, I highly recommend it. And that's going to be something that I'm actually going to talk about right now is this has a lot to do with a cathartic outlet for me. This is, of course, for you and for your mind to hopefully wrap your head around some methodology that I uh, believe in and that I've, in this case, kind of come up with on my own. Maybe it might exist somewhere else, but I, I don't know. I just I just kind of came up with this, and I'm not giving anybody credit for this because it was, at least to my best knowledge, my awareness, I'm sure something like this exists, but let me just... Yeah, it's cathartic for me. Sorry, I'm a little bit all over the place right now. I'm really apologizing for that. But as I said, you know, no edits. Hashtag no edits. Hashtag no edits. I'm going to make that popular. There I go again. Acting a damn fool. So I'm just going to... So seriously, no, I am going to get back to this. Um, a, so a calendar accumulative accumulation method of training. I referenced that back to the 22 push-ups a day challenge because that's whatever 22 times 22 is. It's like, I don't know, 444 uh, plus 44, right? 490. Gee whiz. Never mind. But it's um, it's over 400. Um, 400 push-ups over, over 22 days, and that's cool. We're going to actually take that and, and hold you accountable to a variance of movements, not just push-ups, of course not just push-ups, a wide array of movements. We're going to accumulate them. We're going to have them very deliberately and specifically uh, uh, marked on the calendar that you can see every day or that you take with you. But if you take with you, it's probably going to be a small one, and that's not going to be big enough to write enough um, tasks that you've done. So I recommend having like a like one of those like a larger wall calendar or maybe one of those desk calendars that give you like those big old blocks that you could put a lot of data in. And so you're going to need a calendar, a large a large uh, squared calendar, or make one. Honestly, uh, you can get the whiteboard, uh, the dry erase whiteboard um, panels from uh, Home Depot for ten dollars, and that's honestly too large than what you'd want. But you can chop it in half and have, you know, a whiteboard for your kids to play with or something like that or hand it off to a buddy or just, you know, hang up on the side of the fridge just for some note-taking stuff and then use the other half for the calendar method. Like I said, cheap as heck. So you're talking about $5 here, half of the $10. And then get yourself some dry erase markers. Um, I recommend skinny ones. Uh, and at least, let's see. One, two, three. You can just get a, a like a pack of the wide variety of colors, um, but you're going to need at least like let's just say four right now for what I've kind of put up. You can have them breaking down, broken down even farther. But if you break them down too far, where are you going to draw the line, or where are you going to draw the distinction between um, variants of movement? So just for right now, we're just going to stay four, uh, four colors, and then in your second month, you could probably pull that apart and go even broader. But, yeah, the colors that you'd want are just black, blue, red, and orange. Oh, correction, five colors. Black, blue, red, orange, and or whatever, another color. Let's just say purple, I guess. 
or whatever color that comes in another uh, variety pack like that. So each of these colors is going to designate its own branch of fitness or something like that. I just call it a branch maybe. But um, let's just call black, the color black on the dry erase board. The things that you write in black are going to be monostructural movements. And that's going to be you either runs, walk, hike, swim, bike, row, ski, or something to that effect. Something that it's like a single, you know, modality. Just you're moving through the environment. Generally, it's just going to be moving, an unweighted movement. I mean, you can throw a, a pack on, but I, that'll be for later on probably. But, you know, you're just going to be moving through the environment for, you know, an extended uh, distance. Um, so that's going to be the color black. Blue is going to be gymnastics movements. So that's going to be... Um, in a stationary kind of place in in the world, so you're not really going to be moving around too much. Um, and it's just going to be moving your body vertically through space, right? So we're talking about like jumping. You can do box jumps or broad jumps. I guess that's horizontal, but whatever. You know what I mean. Jumps, you could do uh, push-up, pull-up, squat, sit-up, lunge, burpee, and so on. It's just maneuvering your body without kind of traversing expansive space like you did in the monostructural, right? I think you can pretty easily draw the line between those two. And then we have uh, weightlifting, which is going to be in red. An odd object, which is going to be in orange. Now, the difference between those two, I'm going to say in red with weightlifting is going to be anything that's kind of like engineered for a load and specifically for you know strength training or whatever so I'm going to say a barbell a dumbbell and so on just yeah pretty much just like a barbell and a dumbbell really uh, for weightlifting I guess you could use like a machine or something like that like if you had a machine like a one of those stack machines with a cable laying around or whatever, I guess you can use that, but I don't really recommend it. I recommend just like dumbbells and barbells. And then with the color orange, you're going to use odd objects. So that that's going to be very like strongman-esque in the way that you carry about that uh, pursuit. So I'm going to talk, you know, and that's going to be, whether it be a large you know, a large bag of dog food or a hay bale or a giant chunk of fucking wood, a big old rock. I mean, seriously, folks, it's not hard. Uh, well, see, I'm in Springfield, Vermont right now. And these things, the odd objects are going to be tremendously easy to follow. So some of you are tremendously easy to find, or I'm or you could honestly go with literal strongman type things like atlas stones if you ever had somebody who had an atlas stone or you know eventually a yoke or farmer's handles along down the line or whatever but for right now we just keep it really simple uh you know just heavy stuff doesn't have to be really heavy 
but just some kind of a load. Um, and so you can you can press, carry, push, pull, drag, anything that you want to do. Okay, and then the last part of it, which I didn't have in a, a designated color, but why don't we just call it purple for right now? Is a static hold. And one big thing with strength is the ability to express <clears throat> your body resisting the environment's inclination to uh, to try to fold you over or to try to bring you down. <clears throat> or gravity's really fighting you and you are statically holding that and preventing gravity from, hurt, from bringing you down. A lot of people can contract, can contract, um, you know, either, yeah, so a lot of people can contract a lot of weight, but they might not be able to hold statically themselves in a certain position for very long, and you could deadlift <coughs> all you want, but if you can't hold yourself in a plank for five minutes, um, you know, you're not as fit as you could be. I would much rather be able to deadlift 550 pounds and, you know, hold a plank for five minutes, then deadlift 600 pounds and only be able to hold the plank for two. Uh, you're going to have a better result in the real world, having the ability to hold a static position. Now, we could we could talk about a plank. I mean, that's obvious. But you could do wall sit or you could do, you know, hold the bottom of a push-up without your chest touching the ground. You can hold the bottom of an air squat without your back supported on the wall like you would be on a wall uh, wall sit. But the big one for that, the big one for the static hold is going to be the plank. So that's going to be on your elbows and on your toes with your body from, you know, your shoulders all the way down to your heels following in, uh, just a neutral curve. It's not going to be fucking flat because there's your lumbar involved too. So it's not going to be flat but it's going to be relatively flat uh, and you don't want any sag of your hips or anything like that. Your hips are going to want to sag really bad, but yes, holding that static position is going to build up a lot of trunk strength and resisting your body folding over. And that's another thing I want to bring up right there. I'm kind of a stickler on verbiage and one, this is going to be my first opportunity to, to um, completely eradicate something from your uh, verbiage, just go ahead and remove core from your thought process and from your um, from your association from core to your body. It's not a core, okay? It's not a core. It's a trunk. Apples have cores. Trees have trunks. I would rather be more associated closer associated to a tree trunk than I would a fucking apple core, okay? And what do trees have coming out of them? Limbs, okay? It's from your shoulder, you know, from your chest down to, you know, halfway down your thigh. That's your trunk, man, or lady. Um, <laughs> lady's a little bit more rude. You can't really say, okay, lady, you can't really say that. Uh, okay, man. Sounds a little better. <laughs> Anywho. <sighs> Bound to slip up one of these times, right?
Yeah, so the trunk is a more suitable um, explanation as to what that is. And your trunk is not just your abs, too. It's on, it's on your posterior chain as well. Uh, so think about your low back and mid back and upper back being your trunk, keeping the, you know, keeping the whole torso intact and maintaining midline stabilization. <clears throat> so you're going to be able to ma maintain that natural and neutral curve of the spine. There will be no more flat back. That's eliminated too. Your back isn't flat. If it's flat, there's something wrong. You need to reevaluate things. And if it's flat, your lumbar curve is gone and it's pushing out the back. You have to stop what you're doing. That is going to suck. Okay? You're going to jack your shit up if your back is flat. You want a neutral curve. And that neutral curve is going to be able to be maintained more efficiently by having the capacity to static hold your trunk under load. Okay. So rant away, right? Calendar accumulation method of training. Now, I just gone over kind of a basic outline of what it is that's going to be on each one of these things. And you can envision what that calendar is going to look like. You're going to have multiple colors every day, every single day, seven days a week, okay? <laughs> Not three on one off or anything like that. The reason why this is going to be really easy to do is because I'm going to recommend that everybody as soon as you wake up – now this can go for everybody no matter the extent of your training. I don't care if you are – you know have been doing CrossFit for three years, or if you're literally brand new to moving about in any kind of a intentional way, which by the way, every single person kind of should be mandated to do or mandated internally to do, not mandated by like the government, but you should mandate yourself to move recreationally and for the for the reason, for the specific reason of getting yourself to be a better mover, you're going to be safer, both for you and your family and potentially for another fucking life you're going to save, okay? I'm sure you can kind of tell by the tone that I'm taking is that I'm pretty serious about this because I am. <clears throat> I don't want anybody, um, anybody to miss out. I don't want anybody to miss out on the ability to to protect another person and um, I mean take it seriously because it is pretty serious don't end up um, don't end up at 50 years old <clears throat> moving around like you're 70 like a sedentary 70 year old not like a really fit 70 year old like I know of some but like you know your average 70 year old don't when you're 50 you want to you want to move around like a 30 year old right so take it serious take it serious and and it's going to work out for you so every single day 7 days a week the easiest way that you're going to be able to do that is set it up to be routine at first and then it's just going to be it, you're it's going to fall into a groove and it's just going to be habitual uh, at a certain point um, but really, I mean, as soon as you wake up, as soon as you wake up in the morning, 
you could go over to your sink or your fridge or whatever, take an eight ounce glass of water, throw it down your hole, and then you can commence doing something on this calendar. Okay, you can do three sets of eight push-ups. Okay, you got 24 push-ups knocked out. Do five sets of 10 squats. Okay, and you already have some stuff worked out already. Now you would have a couple of those things in the blue and then be like, okay, now I've done a couple of things in the gymnastics, just a couple at first. I'm talking about somebody straight out the gate, man. I'm not talking about you CrossFitters. I love you, but I'm talking about somebody who's brand, 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 brand new and who's completely sedentary. Just do some stuff, right? Some stuff at first. And then seriously, walk a quarter mile away, turn around and walk a quarter mile home. And you've got a couple things in the gymnastics knocked out and you've got something in the monostructural knocked out and you haven't even had breakfast yet okay so you've already got stuff to put on there more so than you would have had yesterday and then we can think about throughout the day if you find yourself with with 45 seconds to do something with Okay, do a 45 second uh, AMRAP or as many reps as possible of lunges. Okay, there is no limit to the amount of stuff that you can do throughout the day because it's crazy if you think about it. I'm not talking about, well, well, I'm a, you know, I'm a stay at home mom or I, you know, I work in a school or it doesn't matter. You have bunches of times throughout the day where you literally are doing nothing for three minutes there is absolutely no reason why you couldn't just throw in a couple movements in there <coughs> might be hard to keep track of that way throughout the day but honestly you can just try your best and remember um but the more specific you are and the more diligent you are of keeping track the better off you're going to be because that way you're going to be able to like set a record be like, oh man, I had a, you know, my record today was, you know, I did 194 push-ups, whatever. I said, do 194 push-ups yesterday. And, um, you know, maybe not for somebody just starting out 194, but say <clears throat> you did 62 push-ups yesterday. Okay. Well, next time I do push-ups, say in a couple days, <clears throat> next time I go back to that movement, I'm going to, I'm going to do more than that. But I'm not going to sacrifice a different movement. I'm not going to sacrifice my lunges to make up for my push-ups. I'm not going to sacrifice my monostructural to make up for my push-ups. I want – if you're going to increase something, keep the other things the same. And you can almost have like a kind of a structured uh, way to go about this. And honestly, every single – Thing, and every single rep that you make throughout the day is one step closer to moving yourself towards wellness. And if you're already well, towards fitness. And if you're already fit, 
morph it. Okay? But you're not going to make yourself sicker by doing this. You're going to increase everything about your life by doing this stuff. It's going to make everything better. I'm not saying I'm not saying do uh, do an egregious number of anything throughout the day. <clears throat> but this is going to help keep yourself accountable. You're not going to be able to mess this up. Um, you know, you could go and, but seriously, pl uh, plot everything that you do and you're going to be, you're going to be in pretty good shape. You're going to be in pretty good shape faster than you can think. Um, <clears throat> be careful with paying too close attention to a scale because water weighs a lot and any kind of uh, a deviation in water or hydration level is going to is going to change that scale around more than you think it is so just be really careful and be mindful of that that being said as long as <clears throat> you know so take that into account if there's an outlier if you're like if say if you're plotting your weight week to week and don't weigh yourself more than once a week that's a that's a damn mistake say you're going to weigh yourself every single week and you can go ahead and plot that on your whiteboard too. That'd be tremendous. Plot your weight every single week. I'm assuming you're at least slightly overweight because most people are. And if you're not, disregard. Um, then, you know, every single week. And if you plot that on like say a graph and there's one outlier in there, that is attributed generally to water retention or the absence of retention. Um, and that's, that could have a lot to do with maybe excessive carbohydrate because the second part of carbohydrate is hydrate and carbohydrate is going to really, um, is going to be, is going to beg for, uh, water. And once it gets, it's going to hold on to it. I like the opposite of, um, I'm going to say an anti-diuretic, but like in a, in a, in a way kind of, but carbohydrates are important to, um, uh, not, you shouldn't not, you shouldn't not eat them. But that's a, it's a dangerous macronutrient to get involved in. See, see what I mean about being scattered. My brain is scattered, and um, I've kind of talked about what I wrote down in the note cards. So that's good. I can check that off. I'm gonna throw those to the side. If you can hear that, I'm throwing the cards away right now because I did it. Okay, I talked about what I was gonna talk about. Um, and as far as your nutrition, that's going to be way more challenging. I'm not, you should eat clean. And I would never say don't eat clean. <clears throat> you should eat clean. And, um, but that isn't something that's necessarily going to be tracked on that whiteboard. Really? You could track your hydration. That's going to be a tricky one. It's going to be way harder to track than your than your lunges because you could misrepresent, uh, you know, a, a bottle full of water and that would throw things off and you'd be all jacked up. So the main thing is like your movement and your fitness that you have recently started to take upon yourself, plot those things on that, on that calendar and you're going to be in pretty good shape pretty quick.
So do that, man. Do that for, you know, a short period of time. See how your body adjusts because it's going to. And if you could, like I said, you do seven days a week. There's no reason why you couldn't. No reason why you couldn't do something seven days a week. I mean, you might want to take it light a couple days a week, especially if you're just starting out. Take it light. And that just means slightly small, you know, slightly uh, lighter workload. But yeah, get out there and use those odd objects. That's going to be tremendous. Um, As far as weightlifting is concerned, I can recommend that your number one thing that you'd want to purchase. uh, Yeah, okay. So the number one thing that you'd want to purchase to kind of help yourself on this endeavor, say, let's just say you have nothing at all. I'm going to go ahead and say the number one thing that you could purchase is a kettlebell. Now, I'm not saying to get a 10-pound kettlebell, okay? Now, we can use CrossFit's kind of guidelines or standards where the women's standard is a 35-pound kettlebell and the men's standard weight is a 53-pound kettlebell. (coughs) Excuse me. It, uh, It... by no means is are those the weights that you should be using, but you know it's not. Boy, how do I say this? Yeah, I don't. I don't have anybody to bounce this off of. But it's um, you know, don't don't get a ten pound kettlebell if you're a if you're a thirty uh, five year old woman. Okay, don't do that to yourself. It's not. It's not. It's probably not enough. Okay, seriously. I mean, if you've if you've had kids, and you're used to picking them up and stuff like that, no problem. No problem picking up a, you know, three year old. Seriously, don't get a ten pound kettlebell. Okay, you're probably going to be wasting your money. Okay, get something moderately substantial. Now you this, I'm not saying so. The kettlebell swings. This isn't something that you're gonna that you're gonna do you know, 200 times in a day, you could get to that point eventually, but especially not at first, absolutely not. Um, you know, the, with the weightlifting things, you can keep the repetition rather low. You add all the volume and all the incredible amount of repetition on the monostructural movements or, you know, traversing the, uh, you know, traversing the earth, right? An enormous amount of volume doing that. Um, and, um, and a fairly high amount of volume doing bodyweight stuff or gymnastics. And the weightlifting can, is going to be lo- lower volume. Okay, so the stuff can be a little heavier. You should know what that feels like. You should know what kind of heavier stuff feels like. And the odd objects, obviously, that, you know, big-ass logs and stuff uh, uh, or just medium chunks of wood that haven't been split. Um, stones, like I said, those would be great. And I don't really remember where I was going with this. Oh, yeah. So implements. The implements that you'd use. They like said kettlebells are going to be tremendous. <clears throat> um, let's see. Number two thing that I would get um, outside of a kettlebell would probably be a jump rope. Why don't I just go ahead and say, get a jump rope first, 
if I'm assuming you have a like a garage with enough overhead room to where you're going to be able to do a jump rope, or maybe in the house if you have kind of high ceilings, or if you have if you work in a place where you could jump rope during lunch or something like that, do you know do a few dozen jump ropes single unders or single passes of the rope under your feet as you jump. A jump rope could probably be put first because it is so inexpensive. There's no reason why you couldn't just go to Walmart and get a jump rope right now. I mean, there's no reason why you couldn't do that. There is a reason why you couldn't get a kettlebell. Maybe, you know, <clears throat> maybe you're broke right now or something like that. But that's, you know, that's fine. Um, but that would be something that you, you would you would definitely get as far as you know, your first actual investment in, in a, in a piece of equipment, that would be it. So I would say a jump rope, then I would say a kettlebell and then number three, I would say an ab mat at first when you do sit-ups and I didn't mention this when I went over the sit-ups at first, at first, when you do sit-ups, you're going to want to support your lumbar spine with something or that, uh, lumbar spine. For people who don't know what the lumbar spine is, it's kind of like if you put your hand behind your back and that that curve that curves in towards your belly button, that's your lumbar spine. And then uh, your thoracic spine is above that. It's like curves of your spine. So if we're talking about from the top down, it would be your uh, cervical spine comes from your from your skull in. And then your thoracic spine goes from kind of your shoulder you know, the top of your shoulders, <coughs> you know, the very top of your shoulders, right where your traps are. And then it comes out away from, uh, you know, towards the back. And then the lumbar comes back in and then the sacrum kind of this, the sacral, sacral curve, sacrum. I know it's the sacrum, but I think it's the sacral curve is the bottom, but those are all fused. So that doesn't really count. Kind of some people think, I mean, it's, you know, there's four curvatures, but the bottom one isn't going to compromise. The lumbar spine is going to compromise. <coughs> so what I mean by supporting your lumbar spine when you're doing sit-ups is very important. Don't miss this point. Okay, hopefully you're still listening. You might not be. You might have tuned out already when I went on my rant. But that's okay because you would have missed this point. But then you wouldn't have heard me say this. So that's even more okay. You're going to want to support your low back when you do sit-ups. You're going to want to do that. Now, if you don't have an ab mat to do that with, now I recommend ab mats through either Rogue Fitness. They make great ab mats. Or you can go on Amazon to get them a little cheaper. I'm sure they have them on Amazon Prime um, somewhere in the, I don't know, maybe $20 range or something. Um, I know Rogue Fitness, they sell theirs for 30 you know, if it's an investment, go with Rogue Fitness. Um, maybe a little bit more. You might have to wait a couple days longer. But you're you're not going to regret getting a piece of equipment that's going to last. Man, an ad mat's important. But like I said, a, a user-friendly ad mat would be maybe if you have one of those really like a really kind of small couch um, couch pillow. You know, those kind of small ones. They're square, not ones that you'd have on the bed, but one that would you'd have a couch. You can throw that under your lumbar spine as you're doing sit-ups. 
and that's going to help support your lumbar so that doesn't collapse as your trunk flexes up your hips when your hips flex uh, into flexion <clears throat> your lumbar curve isn't going to dump out the back and that's that would be really bad if we're talking about you know dozens and dozens and dozens of reps over you know a couple of days a week over the year that's going to be really bad so to prevent that from happening you could use a one of those couch uh not cushions couch pillows a better option would be to grab a pillow and or a uh, a towel because <clears throat> it's going to be a little harder when you roll up and then when you roll up i want you to bend it like in a c and then that's going to be pretty nice to stuff under there because it's going to be a little more firm and it's going to offer some more support. And in no way is this cheating. I, I should point that out. This is not like a cheater way of doing sit-ups. It is not cheating because what it's doing is it's allowing your hips to flex and not your spine to flex. As you sit up, you are not going to bring your chest towards your belly button okay your chest and belly button relative distance is gonna be is gonna stay intact <coughs> okay so if you have your picture this if you have your pinky on your belly button and your thumb on I don't know between your nipples as you sit up in a sit up that distance is not going to shrink okay that distance is gonna stay neutral and I'm going on the specifics about certain things but this is just one thing that I really wanted to point out, and this was part of the equipment anyway, so I'm just going to keep ranting, okay? Bear with me, people. Um, you want to have <laughs> – hashtag no edits. Okay, so you have this, you have this distance here, and that's going to stay intact. And if that can stay intact as you're sitting up, okay, bringing your kind of – you know, bringing your chest to your knees – then that's going to be great. Another thing that you can think about doing and to really prevent your <clears throat> hip flexors from getting all of the work and your abs not getting any is going to be by butterflying your your knees apart. Okay, so it's called like a butterfly ab mat sit up would be the term that you'd want to search for on YouTube, but just to kind of I'm sure you have the imagination enough to close your eyes unless you're driving don't close your eyes but imagine what it would look like to put the bottoms of your feet together <clears throat> and bringing your heels to your butt and having your knees spread apart okay like you're doing a butterfly stretch some people know what a butterfly stretch is you have your I have your um you know having your knees out like that is going to prevent your hip flexors from doing all the work and it's actually going to put a lot more strain on your abdominals which is what we want specifically your rectus abdominis which is the most superficial oh, I could nerd out about this all day but your most superficial kind of like um, uh, abdomen muscle or section muscle section abs abdominal section muscle <laughs> I'm starting to lose it it's uh it's 12:19 in the a.m. on um, December 5th and I'm starting to lose it ladies and gentlemen but I do appreciate you listening I really do
I really hope I didn't leave out any kind of blaring deficiencies. I don't know what this is going to be called. I'm just going to use a working title of the singularity of everything. <sighs> because I did look that up earlier and I did look that up earlier on iTunes and I realized that it's not a podcast. It might be a song. I don't know. But it, it there is no podcast out there that exists like that. And I like that whole singularity thing because... Hopefully, if I open a CrossFit gym in the future, it'll be. Um, I'm, I don't think I'm going to use CrossFit Kevlar again. I'm probably going to use uh, Singularity CrossFit or CrossFit Singularity. Look up the word singularity in the dictionary and you'll know why exactly I'd use that. So I'm going to say the singularity of everything. And like I said before, I might not have mentioned this specific uh, version of this first podcast. But I know I have at one time. Is this is not going to be exclusively fitness? It's just kind of um, centered around that at first. Eventually, I I want to get a co-host, uh, or perhaps a maybe a rotating guest co-host type thing, where somebody else can come in because this is very challenging, and I don't know if I'm up for the task to do this <clears throat> by myself. This is quite hard to kind of keep the ball rolling and it's much easier though if I don't think about it too hard but to just open my mind up to a to a computer screen with a scrolling bar on GarageBand of just you know flickers of the <laughs> uh, anyway <sighs> I probably should wrap this up before I just bore you all to death and then or you make you fall asleep while you're driving home or something like that from work one day but yeah I want to thank you very much for listening please subscribe to this hopefully this is going to be on iTunes sometime in the near future but I know it can be on I, I, or SoundCloud like immediately I think <clears throat> but I can try publishing this and if you're at all interested in giving me any uh, advice, some some helpful advice that's not going to hurt my feelings too bad because like I said this is I'm really nervous about this whole thing. But if you got any advice that would be much appreciated. But give honestly give me some things or some content that I could rant about. Uh I didn't mean rant. I meant talk about some things I could talk about. Um, or some people I could talk to. Hopefully you. I'd love to get you in, whoever the fuck you are, listening. Because if you made it this far, I'd love to have you in, and we could talk. Unless you're a dick, then I wouldn't want to. But I don't think you are, because you've made it this far. I love you. Thank you. <laughs> and I'll wrap this up.